Hello and welcome to the third episode on OT, What's Your Focus? This week I'm going to be discussing something called Spot Europe, which is a student platform for occupational therapy students by occupational therapy students. Today I will be speaking with the president of Spot Europe, Cassandra, and it's a really interesting episode this week. It's actually going to link you up to some great resources and potentially even introduce you to something you've never heard of before. We've got some fantastic recommendations for reading and external tips on a great Netflix series actually, which I'm really looking forward to catching up on following Cassandra's recommendations. So enjoy the episode and let me know what you think. So, hello, welcome, Cassandra. Hello, thank you for the invite, Vera. Oh, I'm so happy to have you on today. Honestly, it's really exciting because uh, I'm not sure actually how many people I know that know about you guys. So, yeah, I'm really Ooh, that excited. Sounds exciting. Yeah, definitely. So, do you want to tell us where you're calling us from today, and then go on to tell us a little bit about you and why occupational therapy? Yes, uh, so I'm Cassandra, uh, I'm 23 years old and I'm uh, living in the Netherlands. Um, I'm in my fourth year now of uh, the occupational therapy education and I'm studying in Amsterdam at the Amsterdam University of Applied Sciences. Um, I decided to start with occupational therapy, it's actually quite a funny story. I didn't know but I needed to study. Uh, I knew which university I wanted to, but didn't know which education. So I applied for um, psychology, but unfortunately I didn't get in, so I had to find something else. And then I was just looking through the list of all the um, courses they have. And then I came across occupational therapy and was like, okay, this is it. I must do this. So then I applied and went to a practice day uh, where you have some uh, theoretical parts and also practical parts and then at the end of it you can get like a result whether you are uh, your advice to study this, this education is positive or negative and it, it was positive so after that I started I'm now almost done I will be graduating in January oh, amazing yeah do you have any work lined up yet or have you not got that far uh, I have to do my final placement Okay. From September to January, and then I'm completely done. I just finished my thesis. So, mm -hmm. almost Amazing. there. So, tell us a little bit about Spot Europe. I've done kind of a little brief intro to you guys and what you're mm -hmm. about, but you know, from your perspective, what is Spot and how did you actually come to be involved with it? Yeah, all right. Uh, so, Spot Europe is, stands for Student Platform Occupational Therapy. Um, what we aim for is that every student should have access to international experiences um, because usually when you're talking about internationalization you would think about going abroad for studies uh, placements or whatever uh, but we as Spot Europe don't think it's necessary to gain the international experiences but to go abroad you could also have the international experiences here at home and that's what we really aim for, to give every student the access to it. Um, and how I did come involved, um, my university had a mini spot. Uh, at first it wasn't linked to Spot Europe, but now it is. And I was part of that. Um, and then I came in 2017, 
I came in contact with the past president and vice president um, and they really got me interested um, and back in January 2018 I have applied uh, for a board position and which I got accepted in. I started off as mini spot coordinator and so I reached out to other mini spot and helped them to also create their own mini spot and after this I become vice president and now I'm the president for a small year now. And do you enjoy it? Like, what's the most fun part of your role, do you think? Oh, that's difficult. I think the most fun part would be the international network you create. Um, because we meet online also with other students. And we also go to conferences. And that's, I think, like really interact with other students. I, that's something that I really like. Mm. Well, I can imagine in the networking opportunities have just been great. Yes, absolutely. Oh, brilliant. So I was looking obviously on your site, which I'm going to obviously post all the links and details to on my Insta and also onto the show notes today. Yeah. Um, and I come across something called ENOTHE, which is E-N-O-T-H-E. Uh, what happens at an annual ENOTHE meeting and what actually is ENOTHE in its kind of simplest form? Yeah, I understand your question. Um, ENOTHE stands for European Network of Occupational Therapy and Higher Education. Uh, which is basically a lecture platform um, where they work on um, occupational therapy education and development. So they really develop the education, exchange ideas for the curriculums, etc. And back in 2014, there was a group of students um, because usually the eNote me annual meetings were really accessible for students. Um, so there was a group of students and they said, okay, very nice, but we want our own student association. Um, so that's how Spot Europe got created. Um, at the eNote annual meetings, we, uh, we as Spot Europe provide workshops uh, and also presentations, but you can also go visit other workshop presentations. Um, we also have keynotes. Every day there will be two keynote speakers who will start off the day. And so there's like persons who really achieved something or did like a good research or a project and they will share with everyone. Then there's also a gala dinner, which is always very lovely because then like all OTs are very creative and exciting. And then we all get together on the dance floor and dance. And as final, we as Spot Europe also provide two student sessions in one where we focus on the development of Spot Europe and how we can um, do better and the other one is really about giving the student voices time to um, to develop as well like we offer students opportunity to host a workshop or share their experiences um, yeah um, I, I love the idea of a gala dinner if nothing else <laughs> yeah I know so usually the enos annual meetings are three days like right no, no, yeah, three days. They're Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And the gala dinner would always be on Friday night. So usually it's Saturday morning. It's less well visited than the days before, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> For obvious reasons. <laughs> I know, yeah, exactly. 
So how can students actually get involved with SPOT and ENOS? So um, you mentioned earlier about a mini SPOT and uh, yeah. I'll pick up a bit later on with some of the kind of interactions I've had with you guys over lockdown. But so say students kind of listening to this podcast and they're thinking, oh, that sounds interesting. I'd like to kind of network, get to know other OTs. How can the students actually initially get involved and maybe find out a little bit more about ENOF and the actual whole package as it were? Yeah, well, I think it really depends on what your interests are because um, we work very closely with Enode. And if you really would like to share your ideas on occupational therapy education, um, it would be very wiseful to become part of the sounding board. Um, the sounding board works together with our student board member, which is a student working in the spot board, but also in the Enode board to really have in, like be the, the linking person between the students and the educators. And together with the sounding board, we uh, share ideas Enode has and we ask feedback. Um, so if students are very interested in that, then um, the sounding board will be very useful. On the other hand, when you really want to promote SPOT Europe, we have the student representatives, which is someone who really represents SPOTs and bring international aspects to your own university. Then when you are a student representative, you can also create your own mini SPOT. Uh, which is like a basically a small uh, platform on your own university where you work together with other students to bring international experience to your university. Uh, then as final, we have uh, a new role exactly. Um, it's been created like a month ago, I suppose, and it's called the International Ambassador. Um, I will explain a bit later further on, but during the online discussions, we also got students from Canada and Brazil joining us, um, which brought up the idea that we should expand our network and become, well, offer non-European students also the opportunity to engage with us. Uh, so we come up with the idea to become an international ambassador. Mm. And I suppose, especially for us guys here in the UK, with the situation with us potentially having left Europe by the end of the year, I suppose we'd fall into that remit as well in a very bizarre twist of fate. You know, that's, um, that could potentially be us as well. So that's great that that's already on the cards and being looked at. Yes, exactly. Oh, brilliant. So obviously, um, how the student voice is put forward to create any necessary changes to the OT education, that's something I'm really interested in. So when I was watching your promo video on your yeah. website, it mentions that the student voice is important to shape the future of the OT education. And this, this couldn't be more true, I don't think, because you know we're the next sort of generation of practitioners coming through, uh, especially with times as they are at the moment, working in real unknown territory as well. Um, how would you go about obtaining that student voice via Spot Europe? Yeah, well, as said before, we have a student board member. Um, she really represents the, well, currently it's she. Uh, she really represents uh, the student voice. And so she is the person people can go to when they have ideas for education. And additionally, we, at the eNote, we have two student sessions. Like I said, one is for Spot Europe, but the other one is really for the students and like what they want. And we use the Walt Disney method. Um, I know it's quite unfamiliar, so I'll explain it a bit. With the Walt Disney method, you have three phases. You have the dreaming, uh, the realistic, and the, oh, I forgot the third one. Oh, this is bad, actually. Um, uh, don't worry. 
but it, it I you can look it up for sure. It's the Walt Disney method. But these three phases, you start the first start of dreaming. Like, what do we want? What do you want to see? So students, like for example, came up with the idea to have like an OT island where all OT students can come together and mix up and get to know each other. Then you go on to the next stage, which is called being critical. I remembered again. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah. And then you're going to have a look like, okay, is this something achievable? And if not, like, how can we change it a bit to still ensure that, that, that like student engagement can be representative if we look on the example of the OT student island. And then afterwards you go to the realistic part and then you really start to create ideas and create goals on how you can achieve that. So at this moment, um, when we do this, students really come up with ideas, how they want to be involved and what they want to see. Um, and we usually do this one time, but then you've got different groups and they all get like a um, flap over or like a flip chart, I believe would be the correct English word. Um, yep. And then you, we write down questions we have, like for example, um, what do you need in OT education? And then if everyone starts dreaming. And then in the next round, your flip chart will go to the next group. So each group can have their fresh insights. Uh, so when we work on phase two, you have a different flip chart where you can um, grow and uh, will work further on the ideas of others. And I think this is really what we do to to really represent the student's voice because afterwards these sessions, we will make a summary and feedback back to the e-note. I love that idea of a Walt Disney method because it kind of makes it like, um, it, it's, it's putting no limitations on your concept, but then realizing, okay, this can't all realistically be achievable, but you can still put it out there and kind of explore that. So that's really innovative. I love that. I'm definitely going to be looking into that. Yeah, you really should. <laughs> so I've only just recently, probably within the last year or so, so I'm just finishing my second year, going into my final year in September with my university. And I only come across Spot Europe by looking into kind of potential OT communities. Obviously, this was prior to COVID when everything seems to be a lot more online now. But yeah. during lockdown, I actually participated in a couple of the um, what you've called hashtag stay at home campaign sessions. Yeah. Um, and I just found them so informative and engaging. And I only wish that I really got to attend all of them because it was amazing way to speak to other OTs I mean when we went into some of the breakout rooms you know I was with some OTs from I think there was a, one from Germany one was from Canada like the mix was just huge and just mm -hmm. to speak to them and you know obviously see each other it was gaining a, a whole load of different perspectives and views and the concept of like the link up lessons going on past lockdown obviously we can talk about that part afterwards because I just noticed that on social media I think maybe yesterday or the day before but I was just wondering you know how did those kind of hashtag stay at home campaigns go I mean I know the one I was on was super popular I would done the um occupational um science one with was it farius i believe yeah Lisa. i hope i'm saying her name right there and it's just so so interesting looking at dark occupations and you know the uh, occupational deprivation and things like this so how did how did the hash i suppose this is a multifaceted question how did the stay at home campaign come about and then how did it go like how was that received by people um well actually uh, i i 
I was supposed to go for my thesis to Zambia and I was there uh, during the lockdown. Like it was a huge struggle to get back home. But when I was in Zambia, one of our uh, board members came up with the idea, okay, everyone's going in lockdown. We need to do something to be there for the students, like keep the OT minds triggered, like that it won't be drifted away while you're being at home. Mm -hmm. So we came up with, with the idea like to call it stay at home because we all have to stay at home and we really wanted to make a, oh, excuse me, like a campaign out of it. So therefore we used the hashtag stay home to just link everything together and we really can create our campaign. And with this campaign, each week we had uh, a team week where we will provide uh, cases, quizzes, the online discussion, of course, related to the topic, and also inspirational videos. Uh, I think this was very well received by the uh, students who participated. We put uh, evaluations out there and everyone seems very excited. Um, so therefore, we also have decided to keep them going. Uh, even though it will not be as a stay home campaign since lockdown is over. But after the summer holiday, uh, we will still host three online discussions each academic year. Um, we already set some dates, but I don't have them here. I believe one was in November, January and April, if I'm right. But keep track of our social media. I'm sure you will come across it. Um, and if you would like to participate or even host a subject, I mean, it's absolutely fine when you really, as a student, feel confident to tell about your placement experience, for example, please notify us and we can definitely invite you to, um, yeah, to host one. Mm, that'll be great. I mean, I'm going to actually put the link up directly to obviously your spot account because you did seven sessions. Um, so each session each week was obviously a different topic. Um, I think from the top of mind, I can maybe had like an autism one. Um, do you know some of the others off the top of your head that you could mention? I didn't, I sorry, I didn't make a note of them before we started today, but I know that there was definitely seven. No, but that's okay. We have autism, we have dementia care, we had student deprivation, um, self-management. Uh, oh, how is it called again? It's like, uh, I, I forgot the word, but it was also from Tom Sartink. Uh, I believe it was has to do with empowerment and positive, uh, positive approach. Then we have got occupational science as well. And there was a CMOP one as well, was there, if I remember Yeah, that was right. together yeah. with uh, dementia. Um, mm -hmm. We've also got displaced persons, which was also very interesting. And I believe those were it. Yeah, and so the, the students can still actively go onto the website and see the PowerPoint presentation for those and the notes and things, can't they? Yes, yes, we still have our website. We have a subdep saying events. And underneath there, you can find stay home campaigns, which is divided in different kinds of topics like the cases, uh, inspirational videos, literature related to the topic as well. Mm, fantastic. So there's also a blog on your website and yes. um, what it is a really great resource. And there was models to mobility and placement. There's nearly everything in between as well. And 
I particularly like how you gain those students' perspective during these blogs. So I think that's something that's quite unique and inspiring. I've, I was reading the one quite recently with the OT in Poland and her experience of um, occupational therapy in Poland. That was a really interesting read, actually. So how did you guys, was it kind of part of the board members meeting, how you decided which blogs you'll publish um, on the site? And can anybody actually get in touch with you guys about presenting a blog topic to you? Right. Yeah, everyone can reach out uh, to us uh, to write a blog. Um, if you have an idea, you can reach out to blogger at spoteurope.eu and send an email. Um, we basically everyone who applies um, and um, is good with the uh, with the with the expectations we have, like a certain amount of money and pictures and stuff and everything, that's fine. Every, everyone can just apply and we will post it when we have time. Uh, for now, we post the blogs once a m every four weeks. Uh, we don't have that much people who would like to post a guest blog. But in the, in the near future, I hope when more students really want to post a, a blog or, or share their experiences, yeah, please send us an email and we can share it for you and it will maybe be we can post more blogs since students really really like those kind of things and it back again it really refers to our aim saying every student has should have access to international experiences and even reading a blog from ot in poland still gives you an insight on how occupational therapy is being practiced in different countries yeah definitely i i, I completely agree and have you found that as a result of obviously the COVID-19 that more people have been getting in touch with the SPOT platform and trying to connect with you guys? Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. Um, we really extended our network. Uh, like I said before, like with the international ambassadors, we, excuse me, we went overseas um, and found some uh, people over there. So that's really great. And by hosting the online discussions and being very active on social media in these times related to COVID, it really see that if we really were out there and looking for contact with students and um, apply to the, the needs they have, we really saw an increasement of interaction. Mm. Uh, so that's why we really uh, also want to keep going on with the online discussion because we really see students appreciate it. And that's for us very important. And also, as a, as a response of participating and getting involved, you guys actually um, even provide certificates and things for going towards CPD and stuff like that. So it's kind of a bit of an alternate angle, isn't it, to gaining those CPD hours? Yeah, like we, uh, we are aware that every student has different kind of um, uh, limitations or rules for the... Um, for the CPD, like for my example, I don't have a CPD, but I have to get professional developmental points. Um, so therefore, that's why we said, okay, we will make certificates and everyone can use it for their own use, like for CPD or study points or ECTs, whatever you have in your university, but at least it's just a proof that you've interacted and participated in, in, um, in an international engagement um, yeah, moment activity.
because mm, it's quite nice i suppose that you're you'll probably have your your more regular people that get in touch on a real regular basis and you build those kind of friendship groups in a sense yes. from that but then to have new people coming in whether it's because of covid or because of you know finally finding out about you through mini spots or whatever other platforms that the network does just naturally get bigger i suppose yes for sure and i think that's also what is great because of course we en encourage students to start an own mini spot book but we are still there to provide help if needed but also to link other mini spots together like for example in my country rotterdam is now uh, going to set up an own mini spot and i was like hey amsterdam already has one and portugal as well like reach out to to these kind of mini spot and gain experience on what they have experienced. So we also are like a linking person between the others. Um, so that's also really nice. And do you find there's, there's other students ready and you know willing to pick up the baton, I suppose, so that when the group of guys qualify and maybe they move on, I'm sure obviously anyone can still use you as a resource, but there's always gonna be that next generation coming through, isn't there, to carry on and develop it even further. Yes, it's actually one of the barriers uh, we have bringing down uh, as the mini spot. Uh, of course, we provide like a, a how-to guide. Uh, it's like a guide. You can also find it on the website uh, on how to set up your own mini spot. Like what are the things you have to think about and how can you shape it into what you want? Um, but one of the things that is written down there is that it's important to, to really start early on recruiting new members. Like if you know in july people will graduate or don't have any time anymore for the mini spot like already back in february maybe already start recruiting new members so you really can keep um keep it sustainable because that's very important mm, no definitely so i ask everyone this each week because i'm trying to build this kind of virtual online resource from all these different perspectives of all the different guests i'm talking to so would you be able to recommend either a book a film article any kind of media really that you think is currently worth knowing about for the student ot's out there something to catch up on what would you recommend for them right now at the moment um i have written down three um i'll start with an easy one um it's a netflix series and it's called atypical mm -hmm. uh, it's really nice um it's about a boy uh, who lives in america uh, but he has autism and he f doesn't feel well he feels okay but he doesn't really get like the social activities and interaction um so it's very fun to watch as well and easy going like episode is 20 minutes i suppose but it also gives you a very good insight on how people with autism yeah i wouldn't say like practice or doing because they're still people but really gives an insight in their perspective and also mm. besides my studies i work at a um at a home resident for young people with autism so it really helped me to better understand uh, their point of view well that sounds great i'm definitely going to be catching up on that one this week <laughs> yeah you really should. It's, it's great like the guy loves penguins and whenever he's like over stressed he will we will say like all the different kinds of penguins and it's just funny it's really oh brilliant so it's much. really watchable that's great yeah and there, i believe there are three seasons so in each season it's about 15 episodes or something but you go through it easily oh fab so what are your other two um uh, they're both ted talks uh because i find them very interesting 
the first one would be unlocking people with locked-in syndrome, mm -hmm. uh, which is from Paul Trussell and Femke Nijboer. Um, Femke is a Dutch uh, paramedic. And together with Paul, she interacts with someone with, who has locked-in syndrome and they share their experience on how this person functions with a locked-in syndrome, um, which is something I really find interesting, especially as an OT, because it's something that you can come across on in your working field. And it really also gives you an insight on how these people feel and how they, yeah, how they're doing, I suppose. And it's something I actually know very, very little about. So it's, it's good to have a recommendation on that. Yes, I have. The, it's quite difficult to find, but I have the link. So I'll email to you and then you can maybe put it there. Oh, that'd be great. No, I'll definitely do that. So what's your third and final one? Have you saved the best to last? Or? I saved the best to last, yeah. <laughs> it's also a TED Talk from Chi Monada. Did she? I, like, I'm, not, it, um, I'm not good at it. African names, um, but it's called The Danger of a Single Story. It's, I know it's quite well known and I've watched it already a couple times because I still found it so inspiring. It's about a woman who lives in Nigeria um, and really thinks about, okay, it's about having a single story. Usually when, like for example, you think about the Netherlands, you think about um, the hookers, the pot, and the, the windmills were etc but that's <laughs> not us like that's not our that's not our us and even not Santa, that's your single story um so she really takes you on a, on a on a on a on the road and she explains to you the danger where it is as a single story because she is very clever and very keen but she when she studies in 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 america people are so fascinated by the fact that she speaks English so well, even though Nigeria has English as one of the main languages. Like these, when you think about Africa, you don't expect someone to speak English, for example. And that is like a single story. And especially when we look on the international experiences, I think this is very a good recommendation to watch. No, absolutely. And I, like I say, once you send me through those links, I'll, I'll tap them onto this episode onto the show notes. And I'll also be sending out the uh, details via social media as well. So I'll tag you in those so you can sort of send them on as well. So that'd be absolutely great. But thank you so much for talking to me today. I have to just mention before we end today that you actually have something. I've not actually seen this anywhere else before. And it really kind of caught my eye because it's right up my street. You have Pinterest boards as well yes. on your website and I was like wow Pinterest boards what are these like so I sort of I started to click on them and there's all manner of things on there kind of different activities for different kind of not you know some for different conditions some for different ages so yeah so even things like Pinterest boards you guys have covered so I'm just I'm super impressed with everything to yes. do with yours so I must say Pinterest boards are very useful when I was a placement I had to train define modern skills, but I didn't know very good uh, activities to do so. So when you go to Pinterest and you put in like fine motor skills, you get so many results on with activities, how you can train that. So it also, as an OT, really gives you insight and helps you to see other, yeah, other activities you can do with your client. 
go from blogs to Pinterest through to kind of advice and weekly, you know, the weekly sessions you ran. There's, there's heaps that if somebody who's never ever heard of you before until this podcast, there is so many resources that they can tap into just by going on the website alone. That's without the kind of real um, experience you get of participating in any of the events. Like you said, there's going to be free over the period of the year. So I, I from personal experience would recommend them because I got so much out of the couple that I attended. So yeah, I'm really happy that you come on and spoke to me today. And hopefully we can reach a few people that maybe don't know about you guys yet. Yeah, that would be great. So thank you very much for the invite. Uh, it was very great to be here and share uh, our spot, your point of view. Brilliant. Thank you so much. You take care, Cassandra. Yes, you as well, Farah. Thank you so much. Bye. So I hope you enjoyed the episode and I really do think it is worth your time to go and check out the Spot Europe website and really get involved. I mean, as I mentioned in the podcast, the sessions that they ran during the lockdown period when I personally couldn't attend university or be on placement was so informative. Their hashtag stay at home campaign was just, it was like, it was an invaluable resource and all of the information for that is still up. I will put the details of the website into the show notes. As usual, you can follow me on OT What's Your Focus on Instagram. You can also follow Spot Europe as well on social media. And I will put the link for their details for that again onto the session notes. I always appreciate feedback, so please do get in touch with me either via social media or on my email account. And take care, have a great week, and keep listening. Thank you.